Today on Soundtrack Alley Spotlight, I'll be discussing some films from the 1970s. I'll delve into specific ones that pushed science fiction forward and do some mentions of some that aren't worth seeing. I hope you enjoyed this discussion, and it all starts now. Hello, I am your host, Randy Andrews, and today I'll be discussing some of the dark and gritty films from the 1970s that pushed science fiction in more ways than one. Now, one of the many subgenres that started in the 1970s was actually zombie horror science fiction. An example of this was Omega Man from the early part of the 1970s. This film starred Charlton Heston, and pitted him against mutated humans, otherwise known as zombies, in a post-apocalyptic world where no man existed anymore. This is essentially based upon the book I Am Legend by Richard Matheson. The music was composed by Ron Grainer, and the 1970s had some very key moments going on. There were still a lot of fallout problems from the 1960s, and it leaked into the 1970s by people drowning their fears in drugs, sex, and dystopian future movies that made people angry at the world and all the problems that existed. Was this good science fiction? You better believe it! What it lacked in effects, it made up through dialogue, narration, and characterization that brought the true grittiness of the world into the minds of the audience. It hit hard on subjects of taking a life, keeping sanity among the craziness that existed, and dealing with depression and loneliness, all while fueling the imagination. Now, this view of the future brought a lot of audiences down with it. Would you like to hear a suite of music from this dark and brooding film? You may be surprised with how it sounds. Here you go.
Now, crazy dystopian movies come and go through the ages. Don't worry, things do tend to get better. Let's talk about our next film that actually pushed some more boundaries, and that was another futuristic dystopian movie that the 70s gained more cult status in that year as it went by. Now, Westworld is this movie from 1974. It wasn't the HBO series that exists. This original movie was written and directed by none other than Michael Crichton. The film was about a society of people that found it entertaining to engage in worlds created from the past to where they could be an audience that could interact with robotic counterparts of those worlds, such as Roman World, Westworld, and many others. Now, Yul Brenner brought the gunslinger to life with a gruesome sense of justice and brutality that no one had ever seen before. He played the robot in the film, of course. Now, he was a villain in his own right, but was programmed to kill and adapt and even evolve against the slavers that were his masters. This is yet another science fiction film that man asks the questions and pushes the limits of technology. Should we really be making robots? Can they go too far? And should they be as real as possible? These are some of the classic questions that audiences pondered when leaving the theater. Now, Michael Crichton wouldn't write Jurassic Park for another 16 years, which handled the more deeper questions stronger and harder with outcomes on the people of the world. So let's hear a suite of music from Westworld and see what you think of the score.
Another classic dystopian example of a futuristic film was Death Race 2000. Now it pushed the boundaries in different ways. That it was a toleration of televised sports. And the year was 1975 and Hollywood became obsessed with motorsports, especially brutal ones. There were two films that came out that year that challenged it. Death Race 2000 and Rollerball. Now let's discuss Death Race 2000 just for a bit for the sheer delight that many of its characters were so fantastical and comical that the movie gained a cult following just from the names. Now, the movie, which is Death Race, it was a precursor to such brutal films as Mad Max, The Road Warrior, and even The Running Man. Now, the score was composed by Artemis Gordon, and the film starred a young Sylvester Stallone. This was the epitome of brutal sports in the 1970s, which portrayed roles in the future where sports were life-and-death issues. Now, if you saw these dystopian racing movies, don't let it depress you. This was a year where many thought man wasn't going to survive much longer. Hopes and dreams were low. Science fiction, with the subgenre of dystopian future, was created and now is fully realized with outcroppings of science fiction in its organic form. So here for your listening pleasure is a suite of music from Death Race 2000.
1976, toward the end of the year, there was one of the last dark dystopian films that created better status for these kind of films than previous iterations. It gained speed for what roles science fiction could answer, and what roles does man play in society. Now, Logan's Run was a brilliant film with true questions that sci-fi fans wanted to know. Why are we here? What role do man and woman play with each other? Is this life all there is? Can, how can society dictate roles for humanity? Do they get to decide who lives and who dies? This film brought those questions gushing out of people's minds. Science fiction in its true film still held the roots of asking speculative questions about humanity, life, death, reality, and what was essential to make a person happy or content. I'm going to step away for this history of science fiction for a moment and give you a highlight of looking at some speculative fiction short stories that exist through a magazine known as Clark's World Magazine. The narrator is Kate Baker, and it really puts into perspective some of these deep questions that some of humanity is even asked. Now, let's get back to what we were discussing, and we'll go into a little bit here about the score. Now, Jerry Goldsmith composed the electronic score to Logan's Run, and it still holds a great status in people's minds. Here's the plot. In the year 2274, young residents enjoy an idyllic, hedonistic lifestyle within the protective confines of a domed city. The general belief is that each, when each person reaches 30 years old, they are reincarnated for another blissful life cycle. Those who know the much darker truth become runners and flee to a hidden sanctuary. When the law enforcement officer Logan, played by Michael York, goes undercover to locate the refuge, he winds up instead trying to initiate a revolution with runner Jessica, who's played by Jenny Agutter. These two are the basis for asking the right questions, to bring down a totalitarian government controlling people's lives. This film achieved a special Saturn Award for Best Art Direction and Best Set Direction. I really like this film, and it created more imaginative ideas for further stories. If you haven't seen this film, you really should. It will help you to question things you never thought possible. And here's a wonderful suite of music from that film.
Sadly, we've come down to another end of Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. I'd like to thank Alexander Shebel for composing Soundtrack Alley's theme music. You can find his work at xanderscores.com. Lastly today, I'll discuss briefly Close Encounters of the Third Kind. If you are interested more in this film, check out episode 14 of Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. This film was made in 1977, and it really changed science fiction for the 70s and gave some brighter, more elaborate scoring with John Williams doing the music, but also the bright lights, the intrigue, the government cover-ups. And Steven Spielberg, who directed Jaws, brought this brilliant alien encounter movie to its full extent. And it's really just about a man that encounters an unidentified flying object and gets a sunburn from it, and he refuses to accept the explanation that he's been given. And so he goes on his own journey to find it, to uncover it, to pursue that truth about the UFOs. And his encounter spawns government cover-ups, corruption, and essentially awe and wonder about these aliens from afar who communicate with sound and light. It has its terror moments, and it's highlighted by that score that John Williams does. This is a must-see film. Uh, You may think it's slow at times, uh, but stay with it. It builds and creates questions in your mind. And it's a little kind-hearted and still amazing. Now to close the show, you of course can follow my website through SoundtrackAlley.com. You can email me, SoundtrackAlley, at gmail.com. You can follow me through social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm on Spotify and Stitcher at Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. And one other thing is that in the show notes, you will find links to Amazon of where you can buy these amazing scores to these science fiction films. And I hope you do that. So in closing our show today, I'll play our last suite, which is the wonderful music from Close Encounters of the Third Kind, And until next time, happy listening.
Thank <laughs> you. 
Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. I hope you've enjoyed it, and if you're on iTunes, please rate and review the show. It really helps Soundtrack Alley Spotlight get noticed. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley. If you are an Apple podcast, please give the show a five-star rating. Check out the content over at SoundtrackAlley.com, as well as Cinematic Sound Radio, where most of my new material is posted. If you have a comment, question, or concern, please email me at SoundtrackAlley at gmail.com.